Hello, skeptics and believers, and welcome back to Bat Boy Lives, the unofficial weekly world news podcast in which we explore the weird world around us. Uh, my name is Tristan, and I am your host, and with me, as always, is Michael. Yo! So, uh, today we are covering a topic that's near and dear to my heart. Uh, I wanted to talk about dinosaurs. Oh, I thought you were going to say something like cheeseburgers or World of Warcraft or what else do you like? I don't know what you like, Tristan. I've been friends with you for a long time. I have no idea what you like. <laughs> I don't. I don't really like anything, honestly. I I, I don't blame you. So same here. Yeah, I'm, I'm just a negative person. We're both. Anyways, yeah, I don't have anything. Inside. I don't have like a cute little intro this time. I just dinosaurs are neat. So we're talking about dinosaurs. They are neat, and it's cool because it's dark because they're all dead. Well, I mean that's that's debatable, and Weekly World News disagrees with you. So really, yeah, you don't say. <laughs> it's a surprise, right? Like like they they say the dinosaurs are still around. That's totally shocking. Well, Tristan, do you have articles to prove that these dinosaurs still exist in this day and age? I, I mean, yeah, that's why we're talking about dinosaurs. I mean, oh, okay, I'm sorry, got I got confused. All right, just to rub it in your face, uh, our first article uh, is news reporter eaten alive by 80 foot dinosaur. What? Twenty ton, twenty ton prehistoric beast attacks as scientists release it from captivity. Journalist is a second victim of a giant creature discovered in the Brazilian jungle. Well, why they release it from captivity if it's twenty tons and prehistoric? I would never release anything that's of that size and that old out of its captivity. I, I don't know why. Maybe the article. I haven't. Okay, I I have a confession to make. I don't actually read these articles before we put them up on the show. Oh. I just kind of pick them based on the like the the title. And finding articles about dinosaurs in Weekly World News is actually really difficult. Really. Like normally, I just like look through the the covers of of the articles to like find what I'm gonna cover. But like I could only find a couple dinosaur covers. Okay. So I had to actually like dig into like like the actual issues. Like I had to go and open them up and like read through all the pages and stuff to, like, find stuff about dinosaurs. So this one was actually moderately more difficult than our regular episodes. I guess you had to do some digital fossil hunting, eh? Yeah. Find a dinosaur. Okay, so anyway, the picture. Yeah. Uh, let's talk about the picture. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a, um, it's a big, so, like, iguana with it's a igu- person yeah, in its okay. mouth. Does it count as a dinosaur if it's just a giant iguana? Like, like there's that, those videos of like those giant crocodiles. I mean, they're kind of are dinosaurs, but it's not technically like a dinosaur. But if it's so big, yeah, like, would, like, it, would it become physi- a dinosaur? Physi- physiologically speaking, words are hard. Uh, like crocodiles aren't dinosaurs. Like lizards aren't technically dinosaurs. But if, like it's but a different if, species, right? I guess. But if a crocodile came out and it was 80 feet, would they start calling it a dinosaur all of a sudden? Or would they still be calling it a crocodile? No, because physiologically it's different. Phys- physiologically it's different. It's built differently. But an iguana. Is, I, I did a bunch of reading on this last month, and like okay, dinosaurs iguana, and lizards. Even if it's a large lizard, it's a different thing. Yeah. So why are they calling this damn thing a dinosaur? And also, it's pretty damn dark picture they're using. While it's like just halfway about you know eating the dude. Poor uh, what's the guy's name here? Eating Anwar, my boy Anwar, getting disrespected in this picture. Look at that lizard. His cold dead eyes. I'm giving a damn. Just it reminds me of the old like 1950s like sci-fi movies where they would just like take a regular animal and say it was, like, 50 feet tall, and then, like, it would attack stuff. It puts some old mini miniature trees next to it to make it look gigantic, and... Yeah, like, that's that's part of why I like this picture, is it, it just reminds me of, like, old B-movies. Okay, let's actually jump into this. <laughs> uh, in Brasilia, Brazil, award-winning weekly world news journalist Anwar Bassara has been eaten alive by a bloodthirsty 80-foot dinosaur. I want to know... <laughs> okay, I didn't look into this, but award-winning? What do you win? Uh, well, I'm, I can't imagine any... 
Weekly World News journalist winning anything. Well, maybe it's within the, the company. Like, they have, like, a little company dinner, and, like, the top journalist of the year is Anwar Bashar, and they give him a little golden Bat Boy trophy, and, you know, he cries. And, That'd be kind of neat, actually. I like yeah. that. I kind of, right. yeah, uh, kind of cool. Basara, 58, was killed by the 20-ton Iguanodon, a lumbering reptile previously believed to have been extinct for 75 million years, as a reporter covered scientists' efforts to study prehistoric beasts in a remote part of the Amazon jungle. I have to stop right now. Iguanodons are herbivores. They're they're like those duck-billed dinosaurs. Like, they don't eat, or they didn't eat meat. I mean, do iguanas, iguanas eat meat, don't they? Yeah, but iguanas and iguanodons are two different things. But it could just, maybe this could be like a hybrid species. It's like... An iguana the size of a dinosaur or something. Maybe. I mean, we've already declared when something's big enough, we just call it a dinosaur, I guess. <laughs> I, do, I do not agree with that. We're not I think it's just that. a big iguana. It's just a big iguana. That's it. It's not a dinosaur. It's just a giant iguana. Maybe maybe, maybe the article will tell us. I don't know. Let's, let's keep going. I need answers. <laughs> uh, the thing moved like lightning. It scooped Anwar up in its jaws and swallowed him in just two gulps, said freelance photojournalist Raul Sanchez, who caught the fatal attack on film. Colleagues of the veteran newsman were shaken to hear of the tragedy. Anwar was just one of the best, news editor uh, Susan Jimison said. He was not only a brilliant reporter, he was a friend. He will be greatly missed. The massive, armor-skinned iguanodon, an ancestor of the modern-day iguana, that See? is also false. Also false. No, it's just a giant iguana. It's all it is. There's no dinosaur. You did bad, Tristan, <laughs> fighting this article. I'm calling... I'm, I'm, it's not all your fault, though. It's Weekly World News printed it. I mean, it says dinosaur. Yeah. You're misled. To be fair, I was so desperate to find uh, dinosaur things, I almost picked one about a thing called Hogzilla. <laughs> That's how desperate I was to find dinosaur articles, so just cut me some slack. That's more of a dinosaur than this thing. No, I was kidding. <laughs> I kid. The I Iguanodon kid. was discovered last summer by a stunned team of British and American researchers who were conducting a routine survey of reptiles and amphibians in the deep, nearly impenetrable north jungle north of Brasilia. When they found gigantic footprints on a muddy riverbank, they knew at once they had stumbled onto the scientific discovery of all time. We'd all seen similar footprints in fossil form, but these were obviously fresh, recalls British reptile expert Dr. Jonathan Galt, leader of the research team. It was obvious to us that these prints were made by a real live dinosaur, even though, of course, they were all supposed to have died out long before the dawn of man. Well, I, I gotta say something. The scientific discovery of all time? So, I mean, what, what good is really, like, finding a dinosaur gonna do? You know, for the sake of science, like... I think the cure of cancer would be a bigger uh, a bigger scientific discovery of all time if we're going to use that. Maybe for his field. If you said, if it was like the biggest giant iguana news or dinosaur info of our lifetime, then Okay, yeah. well, I have I have an important, like a, a way to, to frame this of which one's more important. Okay. How many movies have been made about dinosaur parks and how many movies have been made about curing cancer? You know what? Probably technically, there's probably a lot more movies about curing cancer. <laughs> probably some weird indie films. Okay, well, but, which one has but, grossed more at the box office? <laughs> okay, yeah, definitely, definitely dinosaurs. So dinosaurs, sure. the discovery of dinosaurs is yeah, way more important. But in all those movies, I don't, never saw a giant uh, iguana in any of these movies. Okay, I'm not arguing that part. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we could continue. As, I'm sorry. As confused as we were, we were quite excited because we knew that if a few of them had survived all these years, they were probably hiding out in a place just like this. The scientists tracked the creature down, and when they first encountered it, Australian zoologist Dr. Richard Mears was bitten and killed by the ferocious animal. Damn. Jesus. A few days later, the researchers were able to subdue and capture the dinosaur using powerful tranquilizers and a live goat as bait. The snarling beast was caged in a large wooden shelter. Unfortunately, we discovered that an animal so uniquely adapted to its environment could not survive removal from the jungle, said Dr. Galt of London. 
Indeed, it often refused to eat the butchered meat we provided and failed to thrive. Within a few months, the iguanodon had become dangerously underweight. If it's losing weight because the butchered meat, all they do is give it more live goats or whatever. Right, like doing. obviously they have access to goats, right? Yeah, just pull a Jurassic Park, you know, and just keep throwing chained up goats at it. Or... Yeah, like why would you give it butchered meat? That doesn't make any sense. Scientists know. are dumb. I don't know. Well, I guess now today it would be called harvested meat, you know, so. What? That's another topic for another time. You know, you know, it's not like I've packages that go in the stores heard. now. It just says harvested on, you know, especially for meat instead of like butchered or slaughtered. Oh, or okay. Well, yeah, I guess. I mean, it's it's a nicer word, but it's like I don't I don't harvest not, some bacon not getting out of that. Let's pig's belly or something. You get it from the bacon tree, Mike. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> this spring, the researchers reluctantly announced plans to return the creature to the wild. Reporter Basara and Brazilian photographer Sanchez drove by Jeep to the camp to cover the remarkable event. On the morning of April 28th, the researchers cautiously opened the cage that had been built in the jungle clearing to house the creature, and it ambled out. I started to snap pictures as soon as the dinosaur emerged, Sanchez says. Then Anwar said he wanted to get a picture of himself standing next to the dinosaur. The scientist <laughs> tried to wave him away, but he ran over and got into position. Wait, wait, okay, okay. So yeah, Anwar comes charging at this thing, and this thing's like, oh, cool, sweet. Or he just, you know, he might be scared and just, oh, cool. yeah, good. I, okay, I lost all sympathy for Anwar now. He's no yeah, he's kind of a boy. moron. Like, kind of an idiot. Oh, stupid. Like, especially when this thing's already killed someone beforehand. Yeah, like they knew it was dangerous and he just didn't care. I mean, he doesn't look like and it duck. was underfed. Like, obviously this thing is hungry. Yeah, I mean, he ain't, you know, butchered meat. His first piece of non-butchered meat he comes in. It's like, I'm harvesting right. your ass and he just ate right. Anwar. And Anwar, is, I don't know what's up that. He doesn't look like a dumb guy or anything. I mean, he's a competent journalist. He won the, the, a Golden Bat Boy trophy <laughs> and stuff. But, I mean... The animal just reached down and grabbed his whole head and half of his chest and its mouth. Even though the dinosaurs now claim two lives and is roaming the jungle, Dr. Galt insists that the risky research will continue. It will, of course, be challenging to try and study the iguanodon in its natural habitat, he said, but we hope to learn more about dinosaur behavior by observing it in the wild. A funeral for Mr. Basara was attended by more than 700 mourners. The journalist will be buried in his native city of Beirut, Lebanon. 700 mourners? That's like... That's a good amount. Weekly World News has a, I guess, writers from all over the world or something. I mean, I guess, yeah. I don't know if he like lives in America and he came from Lebanon or Lebanon, but yeah. I mean, rest in peace, Anwar. You you die like an idiot, but we should go find to see if the footage is online of him getting. <laughs> I mean, we won't show it, of course, you know, because the YouTube rules. And yeah, I want to see a giant iguana eat a man. But so, but would something an eighty foot long thing like this be way more than twenty tons? Eighty feet's pretty long. Yeah, and I, I, that's like two school buses. I think. I think a school bus is like forty feet long. So that's that's enormous. That's like the size of like a like a brachiosaurus. I want to say. And also, I'm. I just looked up iguanodons. The the average size. I mean, a large iguanodon would be like nine feet tall, and it would weigh about eleven thousand pounds, which is much less than twenty tons. Yeah, that's five tons. So if you got the thing up to eighty feet, that thing's gonna be like two million. Tri- tons or something i was about to say yeah that's math (laughs) but uh i don't know how it is like i wish we could just have like enough money to like just hire scientists to figure this out for us like zoologists like okay if there was a 80 foot tall or long i guess um iguana how much would it weigh yeah i just i can't get over the fact that like they're reporting on a giant iguana and not an iguana don like I, okay, this was written, like, in the 90s, I think, so, I mean, obviously, like, they didn't have the internet to, like, double-check their dinosaur facts, but, I mean, you could have gone to the library and, like, picked up a children's book about dinosaurs and figured out what the hell an iguanodon was. Called up, like, Sam Neill or something and said, hey, man, I know you're in Jurassic Park, could you uh, answer this question for me? <laughs> he probably knows more about iguanodons than these people do. He does. All right, so our next article is called Tyrannosaurus Rex Trailer Park. 
which is a <laughs> nice little play on words there. Dude, that's going to be like my wrestler name, like Tyrannosaurus Rex. <laughs> <laughs> Weighing in at 98 pounds, Tyrannosaurus <laughs> Rex. This one, it's got a nice little image of a T-Rex in front of what looks like a like a tornado destruction path. It's just like, they, you got this, like, I don't know, like, little house on the prairie lady, like, hiding behind a trailer, just right. like, screaming, holding her ears. So, then you got this, like, 60 million year old killer bursts from time portal. What? <laughs> Okay, that's this cheating. Is, okay, they're they're throwing in like sci-fi on this one. I, I'm I'm into this. That's cheating for dinosaurs coming back, like time travel and all that stuff. No, that doesn't count. You either has to go by like, DNA recreation, like in Jurassic Park, or we found it in the Amazon jungle. They you don't get the time portal in dinosaurs in modern day. What was that movie we saw way back in the day? It was a really uh, bad movie. Timmy and the Clonosaurus? It was like 100 billion BC, I think it was called. Or... Oh, yeah. Okay, I know what you're talking about. It was, it was, like, was it a sci-fi movie? Yeah, it was one of those asylum movies. Yeah, okay, It was like yeah. a want to be like 10,000 BC, but it was like a million where like guys go in the past, but they team up with some cave people. We're getting way off topic now, so. Yeah, I have zero memories of this movie. We might have been drinking, and I just, I don't blame you for just repressing that movie from your memory. Uh, so this one was written by Dick Siegel, who I think was like the editor-in-chief of Weekly World News, so uh, this should be a good one. Uh, this one took place in Two Rock Canyon, Utah, which I don't know if that's a real place. Uh, last week, a mysterious hole opened just above the popular Fossil Lake trailer park. I was getting ready to mesquite cook some trout when a storm cloud about 50 feet across suddenly appeared, fishing enthusiast Johnny Rose told the Weekly World News. It was hanging very low in the sky and turned out to be a whole <laughs> lot more. I just imagine I it just- hate that pun. I just imagine sitting there, just grilling this fish, just look up in the sky, just watching this portal, just like kind of paint it no mind, kind of while he's just flipping this fish fillet. While he's like, yeah, Martha, he seems really casual about it. Check and this like, out. <laughs> he he really gauges like the size of it, like super nonchalantly. Like, oh yeah, that's about fifty feet. And that's just like weird to have that as a detail. Or maybe he opened the portal because he was technically doing some like ancient ritual by like cooking the fish. It was like some kind of appropriate sacrifice. Yeah, he cooked, in the right it, he spot. cooked it wrong and summoned a demon. And opened up the portal, which like instead of demons, it's dinosaurs. As lightning bolts exploded within the dark opening, something emerged from the churning clouds. The most fearsome predator of all time, a Tyrannosaurus Rex. I was paralyzed with terror, Rose said, then the Tyrannosaur dropped down and landed on a trailer, crushing it. The towering brute quickly steadied himself with his tail, stood upright, and roared. The windows of the surrounding RVs all rattled, along with my knees. I stared up at his gaping maw, which smelled like a compost heap. Wherever that T-Rex came from, he obviously had one thing on his mind, dinner, and I was one gulp away from being it. Suddenly my neighbor, Earl Ranch, showed up, Rose continued. He was using an oven mitt to pelt the creature with burning charcoal from his own grill. The monster screamed and turned towards Earl. The fella ran back into his trailer, locking the door behind him like that was going to do any good. But I luckily he locked the door, though. I mean, yeah. they can't open doors with little tiny arms, so. Unfortunately, the T-Rex lumbered over and clawed off the roof like tinfoil. Earl had grabbed his shotgun and was about to fire when the Tyrannosaur forced his titanic head into the trailer and snatched up Earl, the gun, and half the bunk bed in one bite. It was like that movie Jaws, except the shark was about three times bigger and had legs and didn't need music to tell you it was coming. <laughs> I used the distraction to get back into my own vehicle, Rose went on. I started the engine as the T-Rex sniffed around. He obviously didn't care for my gas fumes and didn't pay me any more attention, but all those other mobile homes must have smelled like sardine cans to him. So wait, to, to get away from a T-Rex, you just got fart a lot? No, I mean, you got it, it, it was like car gas, not like oh, people gas. That's stupid, huh? 
There was no way I'd let Rex feed on any other campers, Rose said. I looked around to get my bearings, then floored the pedal and got myself to the other side of the dinosaur. As soon as his soft underbelly came into view, I crushed the gas again, hitting Rex hard and knocking him backwards. According to several eyewitnesses, one of whom provided videotaped Weekly World News, the dinosaur stumbled into the very hole from which he had emerged. Wait, okay, wait a second, wait a second. I, I thought okay. the hole was in the sky. Yeah, okay, so maybe she, like... It was hanging very low in the sky and turned out to be a whole lot more, it says at the beginning. So it's in the sky. Did she, So, like, she sent this T-Rex flying. Maybe they were, like, fighting, like, on top of a cliffside, doing some epic car dinosaur battle, and she knocks it off a cliff over into the portal that's in the sky. That's how it, you know, maybe the portal works two ways. You know, if you, something goes, you shove it in, you know, either way, it's going to go back to its original place. And Plus, like, I imagine the average car is a lot smaller than a T-Rex, so, like, it's not really going to do anything. Like, it might as well be, like, throwing a Nerf ball at it. Or she, like, hit it just right, or, like, launched a T-Rex in the air and it went through the portal that way, like, from the yeah. ground. The hole shrank rapidly, winking out as a, the plaintive roar of the beasts echoed through the campgrounds. Mm -hmm. Dr. Buckminster Bonsai, founder of the Bonsai Astrophysical Space Laboratories in Hackensack, New Jersey, viewed the evidence and tried to make sense of what happened. You're not. <laughs> <laughs> The chronometric balance between the dinosaur's time and ours was restored when it fell back in, Bonsai said. That brought about closure, literally, but this is just the first of what I believe of many such catastrophes. As I predicted last year, a perfect solar storm is causing havoc on Earth, which was reported in Weekly World News August 22, 2005. I fully expect that other time-space anomalies will occur as solar storms continue to buffet our planet. Uh, while he works to find a solution, Bonsai has recommended the equivalent of a Mesozoic Patriot Act to deal with the future <laughs> SS holes. A spokesperson for the Department of Homeland Security said that they will take it under advisement. However, I'm not optimistic, the spokesperson admitted. A line-item budget with the head heading for SS holes is bound to be misunderstood as kickback. Okay, wait, so, wait, SS holes, does that mean, like, is that, like, Nazis? Like, does Nazis come in? Okay, so... No, okay, Nazis it stands for solar storms. We're gonna clear that up right now. Okay, so we got <laughs> Nazis of the past sending in dinosaurs of the future today to try to kill us so that we can't win World War II? Is that... Is that how it works? You just came up with a better headline than like 90% of all Weekly World <laughs> News headlines. We should just start writing these. So something I find interesting is that it says that somebody caught this on camera. Yeah, I want to see the footage. So yeah, like what happened to that tape? So where where is the footage? Where is it? Weekly World News, release the footage. The public needs to know or wants to see it or whatever. We're entitled to it. Yeah. All right, uh, before we move on to our next article, uh, let's talk about our sponsor this week. Oh. Uh, our sponsor this week is uh, Chupa Chups Lollipops. Oh, hey. Uh, and I bring this up because I'm pretty sure, I'm like 99% sure that's connected to the Chupacabra. Well, the first ingredient is blood, so. Goat blood, nonetheless. I'm sure it's goat blood. It just says blood, but if you, know, you put goat blood on the package, you know, one's going to really. Yeah, it's, it's kind of a Wendigo yeah. situation where when you eat them, you turn into a Chupacabra. Oh, that explains so much. I'm getting way hairier. Just like I got, I've been, been buying a lot of goat from the store. I think it's goat. I hope it's goat. I just want a chupa. Yep. So go out to your local Mexican mart. Where do you get chupa chops anyways? I don't. Uh, it's kind of iffy because the whole blood thing. Um, yeah. Um, definitely go to Mexico to, okay, for it. Yeah. You have to drive down to Mexico um, and find a chupa chup vendor. It, it's hard to tell. So make sure to take off the wrapper and lick each one before, um, before buying it. Make sure you get the flavor you want. Because they come in a lot of different flavors. They got goat. They got bigger goat. Got goat with like sickle cell. Goat they, with, they've got uh, chicken. Uh, goat with AIDS. Um, <laughs> they've got the the occasional toddler. To <laughs> you, know, you know a chupacabra would eat a toddler. 
I think it would. It would get confused for like I think it's a baby goat or, or something. Or like they can't find any goats. Oh, well, there's a child there, you it's know. A child. Yeah, it, it take down a kid. It's like they're just they're just goats that stand upright. That's yeah. right. So That's uh right. so so chupa chops the chupacabra lollipop. Get them today. Anyways, okay, so oh, that was weird. Uh <laughs> I tried whistling a jingle but I Oh, okay. I, I, it probably just comes off as like high-pitched screeches on the recording. <laughs> okay, so before the next article, I'm going to give a couple content warnings just in case. Uh-oh. Um it, this this talks about not only uh vomiting, which can be pretty gross to some people, but it also talks about bulimia. So if you have like like body issues, I guess, don't don't listen to this part. Stop throwing up. Uh so the title of this one is The Big Barf. Puke piles prove that dinosaurs were bulimic. Oh no. And it has a long <laughs> uh, a picture of a long-necked dinosaur, which looks like it's a toy, and it has a speech bubble that says, do you know how many calories are in a triceratops? Which this dinosaur wouldn't know that either, because it's an herbivore. It's a long-necked dinosaur. I'm sure T-Rex would know how many calories are in a triceratops, but uh, they're all beautiful. They don't need the, to be doing this. I mean, look at them. There's just these beautiful creatures. And <laughs> there's, a little, there's a little fun fact on here. It says, are you kidding? Uh, large plant-eating dinosaurs gobbled as much as six tons of vegetation a day, creating enough vomit to fill four Olympic swimming pools or six hundred hot tubs. How do they know this? Six, six. What kind of a metric is that? Four Olympic swimming pools—that's a lot. Was it say like one plant-eating dinosaur? I don't think so. And if it does, that dinosaur would have to be monstrous. I don't know, dude. Like every week, we you show me these articles. I think this is just fake stuff you're starting to show me here. Like, no, I I promise this is all true. 100%. I don't know, man. Like, I, I guess, like, I mean, I don't know. I'm no dinosaurologist or anything, but... Well, I've done a lot of internet reading about dinosaurs, okay? So you can trust me. Okay, I, I trust you. Uh, this one's by Newbie Greer. A doomsday meteor didn't wipe out the world's dinosaurs, and climate change didn't freeze them to death either. Believe it or not, the terrible lizards that ruled the world uncontested for 160 million years barfed themselves to death after a genetic mutation made them body conscious and bulimic. Oh no. It's the same thing that would happen to the human race if everybody decided they wanted to become a supermodel all at the same time, says paleontologist Dr. Stanfield Thomas. Yeah, it's called Instagram. We live we live it now today. Yeah, they predicted kind of, the future. I think some of these, what is this, 2005 this article was? I'm so not sure on this one. They, yeah, they're a little bit behind. Uh, I don't know when Facebook or uh, MySpace came out. MySpace was around in 2005, but it wasn't to the level of like Instagram where everybody's trying to no. be like... Like You're Instagram just, famous. It was just like teehee or friends on MySpace, you know. Yeah, talking about dinosaurs, let's talk more about MySpace. <laughs> hey, that's another dinosaur. Yeah, that's a dead, <laughs> extinct. First, you'd have everybody picking out and laying waste to the food supply, and then we'd all be jamming our fingers down our throats to regurgitate everything before it was digested, ultimately starving ourselves to death. When we look at dinosaur skeletons today, we find all the classic signs, including bone deformities, spinal weaknesses, and spinal curvature, even teeth that have been discolored and corroded from stomach acids that have all the spewing and hurling that was going on. And you can just imagine what happens when a dinosaur spits chunks. Yeah. A large species such as the brontosaurus could have filled a good-sized mobile home with its stinking putrid upchuck. They are using very colorful language for this. Like, I, I give them props for the disgusting imagery. Okay, a brontosaurus is a large-eating, or large plant-eating dinosaur that probably gobbles as much as six tons of vegetation today, but th- it only creates a mobile home uh, worth of upchuck. I mean, Honestly, I've never been in an Olympic-sized pool, so, like, are they the same size? Like, Olympics, a- I think an Olympic-sized pool is bigger than a yeah. mobile home. Or at least four of them will definitely be bigger than oh, yeah. a, um, have more volume or space or whatever. And I hate being dumb. but um, <laughs> Yeah, we need to get some smarter people on this show. We do. Or we need to go back to school or something. Nah, Make a that. show out of that. 
Uh, Thomas presented his starvation via bulimia theory in a letter to the prestigious academic journal Paleontology View, and as with most new ideas, it's getting mixed reviews. With all due respect, Professor Thomas is an idiot, fumed Dr. <laughs> Dr. Constance Lee, whose books on dinosaur intelligence, or the lack of it, are considered standards in the field. Dinosaurs may, may have well been the size of jumbo jets, but their brains were the size of BBs. They didn't have sense enough to come out in the rain, much less stand around looking at the reflections in lakes and rivers and fretting over a little body fat. Uh, Thomas counters, you don't have to be Albert Einstein or Stephen Hawking to stick your finger down your throat. And besides, I never said dinosaurs were worried about their body image. I said a genetic mutation caused a trigger to develop in their brains. That trigger told them to eat like crazy and then said, hurl. It's not something they sat around thinking about. They just did it, and the result is clear for everyone to see. Once dinosaurs became bulimic, their fate was sealed. Now they're extinct, and all we have left of them are the same stained and rotten teeth that top models and actresses have today under the snowy white plastic caps their dentists hide them with. So dinosaurs have fingers now? Yeah, that was something that I got stuck on too. Like, I'm pretty sure a brontosaurus doesn't have fingers. Even I mean, even some like a T-Rex or Raptor have fingers, but they can't really reach their face in their mouths. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Maybe a, uh, like these long neck things here can maybe like shift their neck in the right way or something, maybe to cause something to come up. I, I'm just thinking like, okay, so they, they evolve this desire to binge and purge. I'm wondering if they also evolved like a mechanism inside themselves that allows them to puke on, like on command. De- yeah. Command like, or like as soon as their stomach gets full enough, there's like a reaction where it's like, Nope, every, everyone out. And then it's just, uh, yeah. So, uh, it's interesting. Now we know how the dinosaurs died. Like hard, solid facts. It was not a meteor. It wasn't an ice age. It was bulimia. But I wonder, like on the other side of the planet, there was other dinosaurs that got like morbidly obese. You know, and they all just died from heart failure. And or or what about the dinosaurs that got into like diet trends, like Atkins or intermittent fasting? Like I think they're still around. Those are the dinosaurs are still around today. I think those like the the Amazon or like all the the lake dinosaurs in Canada. Yeah, like Loch Ness. All that. They, they 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 lift. You know, they they take their nutrients and all that stuff. Moral of the stories, people, is don't be bulimic, and especially if you're a dinosaur. Yeah, I guess. Um, the more you know. Yeah. Okay, so moving on, I wanted to touch on an article I found on the Weekly World News website. So this is the first time- They have a website? You do this every time. <laughs> We've talked about the website in like every no, episode. Well, the problem is you keep you keep hiring a new mic and the, the bike can't <laughs> learn anything if you just ditch them after every week. It's not my fault you turn into goo after every time we record. Hey, it's- not my fault either. Blame the person that cloned me or something. <laughs> well, that would be me, so I'm not accepting that. Um, anyways, this is the first time we're going to touch on the actual website. Like, we're actually going to, like, look at an article. Um, this one, the title is Dinosaurs Found on Mars. Really? Whoa. Uh, this one has a very poorly photoshopped picture of a T-Rex on a <laughs> Mars landscape. And then a very poorly photoshopped, it looks like a stock image of, I... like, a, a long-necked dinosaur also on Mars. <laughs> I gotta say some good picture quality the rover got of the the T-Rex, and T-Rex looks really clean. I'm surprised the T-Rex didn't eat the thing. Um, I'm not gonna read the whole thing because, the uh, frankly, the articles on the website aren't very well written, like, they aren't entertaining, and they're really the, short. The only the only thing I'll mention about the article, it says Mars, but then they start referring to it as the dark side of the moon. Like yeah, the they the... get really confused halfway through the article, so we're just gonna ignore that. But it does say that the Mars, the Phoenix Mars lander caught pictures of dinosaurs, and that scientists have said that the discovery has overturned everything we thought we knew about extraterrestrial life. This is another movie idea we need to do. We need to do, like, space dinosaurs or dinosaurs from space. I'm surprised this album hasn't done that. Uh, there's a Dr. Simon Wyckoff that they interview who is an astrobiologist, which, like, how do you get that degree? 
That's a guy who's just praying that there's like bacteria on Mars. Like, please, 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 please let me use my degree for something. <laughs> right. Um, so they they talk about the size of the dinosaurs and they are bigger than the dinosaurs we had on Earth because of the lack what? of gravity on Mars, which is no. kind of cool. Nah, uh uh-uh. stop, stop the press. I'm not allowing this. Damn it. Earth's has got to have the biggest dinosaurs because you know why? Why? Because America is on Earth. <laughs> we got to have the damn biggest dinosaurs. I want dinosaurs three times bigger than their dinosaurs. Well, it looks like we're going to have to nuke Mars. <laughs> it goes on to say that they have likely been breeding there for millennia. They also say that they believe dinosaurs live mostly on the dark side of the moon. So, like, they switched locations for some reason. <laughs> oh, no, no. Remember, they can go through portals. So maybe they're going from Mars to the dark side of the moon. Okay, there back you go. Back and forth. Uh, they asked Wyckoff what the dinosaurs eat, and they say that they eat each other, and he refers to them as cannibals. But once again, we come into the problem of the herbivore dinosaurs, and it very clearly shows a long neck dinosaur, and there weren't any long necks that were carnivorous, as far as I know, so... Well, this is a Mars, so it might be an alien. Like, it might just, like, might just be one huge mouth from, like, the tip to the where, like, the core of the body is. Just opens up like some huge four pronged snake mouth and just like whoosh, like slashes onto like another there dinosaur. You go. Eats it. That is pretty cool. We're making up way way cooler stuff than they are. Yeah. Um. They go on to theorize that uh, microscopic living organisms were transported through the solar system on comets. Uh. So life on Earth began when one of the comets. One of the comets. Comet. Com- fuck. How do I say comets? Um. <laughs> That its life started when one of the comets hit Earth and, like, deposited organic material on our planet, and the same thing must have happened with Mars. Okay, so here, here's the problem with the seeding theory. Okay, so they said the dinosaurs have been breeding around for, like, thousands of years. Obviously landed as, like, I guess, you know, a microscopic thing. Evolution has to happen. So why is it that dinosaurs are happening there now, but we've already had dinosaurs happen a very long time ago? Well, they might have existed at the same time. It does say that um, the dinosaurs were wiped off the face of the Earth by a massive asteroid impact, which, as we just learned, is false. Um, So maybe the Martian dinosaurs didn't develop the uh, bulimia gene like our dinosaurs did? I I don't think they did. Because they're all just meat-eating dinosaurs, and I mean... Yeah, and obviously they're very fat. Yeah, look look at this long neck one. This thing's got a... Um, And then the last question is talking about putting a human colony on Mars... And Wyckoff says that, um, like, having dinosaurs on Mars would keep us from putting humans on Mars. So uh, somebody needs to call Elon Musk and tell him that SpaceX SpaceX needs to, like, stop their Martian thing because that'll kill us all. It'll be like it'll be like Jurassic Park 2 where we go and, like, we bring the dinosaur back and then it, like, destroys San Diego. It's going to be exactly like that, except with space dinosaurs. Okay, remember, like, like a few years ago, like, when the government's, like, we're making Space Force or whatever. This is when you use Space Force. Like, okay, we got a bunch of big-ass dinosaurs that's eating our humans on Mars. We got to go over there, get some Space Marines, and land there and just kick some butt, alien butt. And this is how 40K can start, Warhammer 40K. I didn't follow any of that. I'm sorry. It's good. Trust me. Um, go. So we're running a little bit long on this. Uh, I have a... Wow, this article's a lot longer than I expected. Um, for our current events article, yeah. um, I found an article on mysteriousuniverse.org, which for all intents and purposes seems like a modern take on Weekly World News. They have a lot of like bizarre and like cryptozoological articles. That's cool. Yeah, so if, you, if you're listening to this, check out mysteriousuniverse.org because they're pretty cool. Uh, I'm not going to read the article, but they reported on bizarre accounts of T-Rexes living in Texas. 
And they actually have a really cool picture of a T-Rex, like, running across a road. Like, it looks actually, like, believable, or? Not quite believable, but it's a better oh, Photoshop cool. than what, like, Weekly World News is presenting. It, it reminds me of, like, your classic, like, cryptid picture where it's kind of blurry and, like, mostly oh, okay. a silhouette. Like, it looks more like a raptor than a T-Rex, honestly, like, the size of it. That's pretty cool, Um, though. Apparently, uh, the way this makes it sound, T-Rex sightings are, like, pretty common in, in Texas. Um, if we have any Texas listeners, like, let us know if that's actually, like, a fact or if that's just, like, a thing that's made up. I mean, it makes sense that you're a sight them. They're, like, one of the biggest dinosaurs. They can't really hide, and they're meat eaters, so they can be running around trying to eat stuff. You know, not going to stay hidden in a yeah. corner. And I'm just skimming through here. It says somebody's claimed that they spotted what they called a mini T-Rex, which, isn't Aww. that just a raptor? I don't, I mean, okay, so, like, physiologically, like, raptors are different than T-Rexes, but, like, your your lay person could obviously mix those up. Um, it is interesting to note that Texas has long supposedly been the haunt of a cryptid called the Mountain Boomer, which are said to lo- lurk mostly in the rugged mountain wilderness of the Big Bend region. You see the Mountain Boomer? Yeah, apparently Mountain Boomers are said to stand between five to seven feet tall and look like a miniature T-Rex. <laughs> I, I'm just imagining a bunch of, like, older people, like, living in a mountain, I don't know, wearing lizard skins or something, and... Yeah, I'm not reading this whole article because it is, it is long as heck. But I just wanted to bring that up, that they are there are T-Rexes. There are mini T-Rex, T-Rexes, T-Rexes in, in Texas. Texas. Actually, T-Rexes kind of, in Texas. I claim that band name. That sounds like another really bad like kids movie or something. Like the T-Rexes in Texas. And then <laughs> like, some, a, like a some Disney dude original. A stupid, a stupid dinosaur suit like Barney, you know, with some kid. And... But another funny thing is, if it's in Texas, I just want a video... You know how they, when they have to, like, take out, like, those, like, when pig herds get way too big, they fly around the helicopter and just, like, oh, yeah. run them down? <laughs> I want a video of that, but just, like, a bunch of T-Rexes running around. <laughs> the guys so just, like, I, just like... <laughs> I just wanted to note that there's that popular phrase, like, everything's bigger in Texas. Uh, we need to add the addendum besides the T-Rexes, because uh, five to seven feet is smaller than your average T-Rex. Damn it, those Mars ones are three times bigger than our normal-sized ones. So yeah, just let's just let's just wipe these out, get rid of them. They're I don't even want them. They're, Potentially they're smaller than like a lot of people. That's a disgrace to just planet. I mean, the meteor didn't do its job well enough. Let me just put it that way. Yeah. I am disappointed. <laughs> All right, so that's our show for the week. Um we are on Facebook, we're on Instagram, I think, we're on Twitter. Uh we'll be under I think it's uh it'll, it'll be it'll be in the It'll be in the links, or or if you're watching on Un- YouTube, unauthorized personnel. That's our 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 name on social media. Well, it depends. We're, we're like different on every single one, literally. <laughs> well, we're we're around. Um, I just wanted to say, if you wanted to help out our show shows plural, uh, you can go onto like iTunes and leave a review and tell iTunes how great we are, or like whatever other like yes. podcasting app you use. I think a lot, some of them have like review things and that's always helpful. That'd be great. And on, um, on, on YouTube, uh, just leave a thumbs up or like, I hate saying all this cause I feel such a shill like saying that stuff. But. Yeah. But it's gotta be said cause otherwise people won't do it. Like, yeah. I mean, leave a like, leave a comment. Um, yeah. tell your friends if they're into weird stuff, like word of mouth is how like podcasts really grow. And yeah, so far the only word of mouth we're getting is like me spamming my own personal Facebook. <laughs> We'll make business cards one day and just litter the cities with them. Yeah, that sounds like a bad idea. All right, anyway, uh, we're trying to do a new release schedule, so we're going to be doing Bat Boy Lives every Tuesday and Redacted and Expunged every Friday. Uh, Hopefully we can maintain that schedule. So for the foreseeable future, we'll be releasing two shows per week, hopefully. 
Hopefully. Sounds good. Yeah, hopefully we'll be able to keep that up. I think we will be able to, though. Yeah. We can do it. I, just, I can't get lazy. No, we can't. All right, anyways, uh, thanks for listening, and uh, don't let the Loch Ness's death be in vain. Wait, Loch Ness died? <laughs>